Hey, Kate, are you ready to get into some good trouble? Hell yes, Mary. I'm ready for some good trouble. You're listening to Good Trouble NYC. Hi, Mary. Hey, Kate, how's it going? It's going good. Good. I'm so happy to be back here with you. Yes, thank you for everybody that listened to episode one. We are so grateful for everyone that listened literally from all over the world. I don't know who was listening from Brussels, but shout out to you because that was really awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually been like two weeks since Kate and I have seen each other. So a lot has happened and there's so much that we want to talk to you about. But the first thing is like, guys, we almost have made it through dry January. Snaps for us. Well, wait, wait, wait. I had a break. I had to like, a, I did a damp Jan. Yes, yes. I forgot <laughs> damp Jan. You went on your ski trip. I did go on yes. my ski trip. I also had a last minute Rangers game with Allie with the Bruins. Did you both drink? Well, it was also our seven year anniversary in New York City. We had to drink. Okay, okay, okay. I don't mean to sound judgy. That is a totally acceptable reason. It's a totally valid reason. It's totally valid. And I need to not be so up my ass about people doing damp Jan. But I am giving myself props because Good. I'm the only one that hasn't broken it yet. Good. But I also couldn't go on the ski trip without having some white Russians. And that's totally fine too. Yeah, I need some white Russians. Give me some more confidence going down the mountain. I, I don't know how much confidence you need though. Like, thank God you didn't end up breaking anything. Yeah, I just so, since we last spoke to everyone, um, I did my road trip with my grandmother. We stopped in Virginia for a night. She listened, she did listen to the podcast at that point. How did Nana like it? She uh, she was unsure. She said it was interesting. She was concerned about the vulgar language being used. And there are some parts that I actually did turn down the volume <laughs> all the way when we were talking about some of our good trouble from the past. And I was like, eh, my grandmother does not need to hear this. But we got there safely. Dante did get sick in the car numerous times. And I will be doing it again in like eight weeks. But you have to bring her back too? Yes, I have to bring her back because I'm the best grandchild in the world. Hey, at least now we're going to get the Cape House. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Gonna, yes. <laughs> and then I also did go on my ski trip. I went up with a couple of friends up to New Hampshire. We went skiing for a day. So the first day we got up there Friday, one of our friends had already gone skiing that day and he smashed his face open, got 10 stitches. So that was Friday that he got 10 stitches. Strike one. Strike one. Strike two is Saturday. Our other friend goes down snowboarding, goes off a jump broke one of his ankles the other one might be fractured he's getting uh x-rays today so tbd but he couldn't put any weight on it luckily we had other big guys in the house that were giving him piggybacks all around the lodge and our house and in and out of the car and strike two um i don't know how much good trouble that was instead of just maybe bad or dangerous we had lots of fun like at the lodge at night we were playing games one of our friends like made a personal ski shot or shoot thing for us oh a shot ski shot ski thank you I don't do shots so I'm not don't know the terminology but yes a shot ski they made a shot ski we all signed it It was really cute but it was a really good group a couple people I hadn't met before which was nice Okay, backtracking to the shot ski, do you think that you would do it depending on the shot or is that something that you're writing off like totally? I would have to be like a baby Guinness shot and that's just like too much for a shot ski. Shot ski is going to be like the peppermint schnapps or... Come on, but that's easy. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. What about green tea? Maybe green tea, but who's making green tea at our house that is going to be putting it in the shot ski? Okay, I'm going to learn how to make green tea and we're going to make our own shot skis in the summer. Okay. It, is that, can it be like a water jet ski? Does that sure, work? Sure, sure. 
I think no, we can try it. <laughs> I feel like that works anyway. But okay, getting so off topic, but talking about shots, whatever, it has been dry January and damp Jan, everything, that is totally okay. And I'm just happy that all of us have kind of tried to do this challenge for a little bit. Oh, definitely. I mean, I work at a bar, so it's definitely a hard thing to do at the end of the night. You get your work shift, you sit down with your coworkers, you're doing your papers, counting your money. So majority of people in the bar actually have done dry January. A lot of them have slipped up because it's such a part of the culture when working in the restaurant industry in New York City. And also at the end of the night, you're going to other bars in the neighborhood. You make friends with them. They're coming to you during their late nights. So it's this community you have that is surrounded by drinking. And it's hard to separate it. Even for a month, I was missing a couple of friends uptown at their bars. And even I have traditions of going out after work with friends. So having that end for a bit was a nice break, honestly, to my sleep schedule. But yeah, it's totally part of this world. Yeah, when it comes down to it, even beyond the restaurant industry, New York City as a whole, it's kind of difficult to avoid alcohol in any social situation. Now, I think that it is really great that a lot of people are sober curious, including myself. And one thing that I feel like we didn't really make clear last time was you don't need alcohol to make good trouble. Oh, you definitely don't. There's plenty of things that we do and just having being around each other and our friends that we do sober activities or just silly things. You go to a picnic in the park. We go to comedy shows. We go to our workout classes. I love my Pilates classes. I know you're doing boxing, is it now? Or I have boxing. I love like dancing. There's so many different workout classes that I do. We do other like other things too. We go to the dog park. We bring Dennis. We also host dinner parties. You do brunch sometimes. Yes, one of my favorite things. And despite having such small kitchens in New York, it's not that difficult to have dinner parties. I made Mary dinner tonight. It's the first time I've used my stove in months, but I made her her great shepherd's pie. And I'm so appreciative that you (laughs) turned your closet, aka her stove, into an actual working stove for me. Yeah, it's usually more used as like a desk or for storage, the stove and oven. So I did have to rearrange a few things in the apartment to uh, prepare. The things that we do to live in New York City, but it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. It is. And uh, there are a bunch of things like actual sober events that I did this month that were pretty noteworthy that I wish that were more of in the city, you know? Like, Michaela and I, we went to... They're dubbing themselves the world's first sober speakeasy. And it was really interesting. It was in Brooklyn one night. It's with the brand Curious Elixirs. They're just like a non-alcoholic cocktail brand. And it's kind of their offices. I think that they own the building, but on Thursday nights, they transform it into like a pseudo speakeasy and you go and you can have as many drinks as you want. And they have, uh, what's, it's not uh, flatbread. Oh, focaccia. And then they also I have no idea what that is. What? Focaccia. It's a, it's an Italian bread, the fluffy Italian bread that you like dip into olive oil. That's besides the point. You need, okay, you, sorry, need, you, need, you need to try focaccia. That's I think I fuck? need to look at the spelling to re- figure it out. But anyway, <laughs> just continue on. on. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was also so nice because they had a live DJ for a part of the night. There was a comedy show. There was flame throwing in the back. Yeah. What? Yeah. There was flame. Like, wait, you didn't. You told me like a little blurb about this event and how much you loved it, but you did not mention. The, the the fire oh yeah i looked outside and someone's head was on fire but in like a totally safe way i think there's a new place over on houston and it's all non-alcoholic drinks but my issue is it's still going to be 15 16 dollars for a mocktail which still seems like a steep price it is because when it comes down to it the alcohol is the most expensive thing in the drink and i don't want to pay 
cocktail prices for like glorified fruit juice. I think it should be like $12. Yeah, I think that that's more reasonable, especially with the upcharge of New York. But I hate that that we don't really have that many options so far for people that will, are sober curious and or just don't feel like drinking and hanging around with a soda all night. Yeah, I would even say even when you do walk into bars, even if they don't have a designed mocktail menu, a lot of bars will still make it for you. Yeah, I went to a place uh, with a friend last Thursday called Holy Water. It's this newish place in Tribeca. It's kind of, it's a seafood restaurant that's themed like below deck. And I, when I showed up there, they asked me what I wanted to drink. And I said, oh, do you have any like non-alcoholic cocktails? And they said, yeah, just let me know your flavor profile and I'll make it for you. So I appreciate places like that. There needs to be more places like that. So I don't think that I'm going to extend my dry January, but like, I feel more liberated to go out and not drink or just like drink in more moderation whenever we do go out. I sometimes will go at the end of the night and get a ginger ale and bitters at the end of the night That's for a, a drink. That's a really good option. Yeah, when I know I've hit my limit or I, I'm just not at that point and I'm like, okay, I'm still going to go up, get a drink with my friends. You know, it'll look like a cocktail. Ginger, yeah. and, ginger ale and bitters is also just so good too. So That is really nice. Yeah. And like we are kind of at that stage. I think more people are a little bit more sober curious even beyond dry January and I think that this is just the start that more places will show up that are non-alcoholic or it'll be like more they'll be able to accommodate it more yeah exactly and that's just like really refreshing to see too especially in New York City yeah but I'm really proud of all of us for our damp janness <laughs> like our dampness our dryness like we have succeeded in so many ways and I feel like we've all saved a lot of money and just feel a lot better about ourselves yeah I in do the long run aside from like going out and stuff, which is kind of something that I've missed this month because I do dry January on steroids. Like I said, I really don't go out. I've been sitting on my ass on the couch reading. But because of that, I actually found a brand new, well, brand new place to me uh, that I had been searching for for a while. Kate and I actually studied abroad together in Florence, Italy. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. That was already six years ago. That's mine. I loved Mary's me. roommate, just as a side note, and she didn't love me as a <laughs> roommate, as a side note. So we'll circle back on that another episode. Yeah, that's a story for another time. But rude. <laughs> overall, <laughs> I, I didn't like Florence. Also another topic for another episode. Yeah. But one of the things that I absolutely loved was their take on cafes and the comfy chairs that they had there. Mm -hmm. It's really tough to find a place in New York with that comfy atmosphere that's a coffee shop and doesn't have just like tables scattered around all the place. Yeah, there's Starbucks, there's Dunkin's, there's Gregory's Coffee everywhere here in the city, but they're all like stand to go. None of it sit down. There's actually a really great coffee shop in my neighborhood called Book Club. I was just about to bring that up. That's not Ah. where I went, but that's on my list to go next week. Okay. Okay. I'm going to meet you there because also I actually sent to one of our friends, Lon, that they do events there at night, like poetry and like painting and just all these cute events that you can drink after seven o'clock, but it still could be such a great sober activity. They do book readings of small authors and also larger authors. So I really want to take advantage of that. It's right down the street from me and I go there and do work sometimes during the day and they let me bring Dennis. So that's always a plus. That's so nice. Another thing that we need is more hybrid places like that in New York. So that place is on my list. But where I went was Black Cat LES 
And their whole shtick is that they are the public's living room. They have so many vintage leather couches scattered all over the place. And you can just sit there. You don't even have to buy anything and just spend hours upon hours. They also have games, chess. I went on Saturday at 4 p.m. and it was still completely packed. Oh, that's nice to see, though. Yeah, it's so nice to see. And I kind of want to make that my new spot and become a regular. What were you reading? I just finished... It ends with us. Oh, I'm so excited for the movie. I am too. I I don't know if I should be saying this, but I feel like a lot of people also had similar reactions. If you haven't read the book, there is some steamy sex scenes. Yeah, in you get book. a little hot and bothered reading that book. Yeah, and I have not had action for a while, so I was <laughs> really hot and bi- bothered. And then I'm not going to ruin it for you, but the book gets very deep and I felt guilty about getting all hot and bothered. <laughs> Such a good like, book. Finding a good place is all that matters whenever it comes to reading because you can only read on your couch for so much too. I love the fact that you're reading this book getting hot and bothered in a public bookstore. As these (laughs) skater boys, like five skater boys were surrounded me playing chess and I'm just sitting there like, oh my God. Enjoying the book. (laughs) Enjoying the book. I don't wish I could go home and like do something, you know, but I did not have the opportunity to do that. It's fine. I got up and left and after that, I... Had a great night. Had a great night. Exactly. Of finishing the book on my couch. Nice. I haven't been reading anything much lately, but with my drive back with my grandmother, we listened to Morbid, which is one of my favorite podcasts. It's two other Boston girls that I love. They talk about true crime. Nana also said she did not like the profanity in that. And then, you know, I'm catching up on my favorite murderer, also another one of my favorite true crime podcasts. I just love women talking. What can I say? And then Allie and you sent me the new Call Her Daddy with what's his name? Jay Shetty. Oh my God, it was great. It was an absolute phenomenal podcast. It was short too. I did send it over to two friends actually. This may be controversial and no one come at me for this. I am trying my best. I don't listen to many podcasts, but hear me out. I have a very, very short attention span and oh. I like listen to music instead. That said, I have started to listen to podcasts whenever I am on planes because that's when I can actually focus. You should listen to Bank Robber Diaries. See, I like to watch true crime stuff, but I don't think I want to listen to it. Okay. That's what I listen to all day, every day. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I'm cleaning. I'm walking Dennis. If I'm doing reports for work, I have a true crime podcast on. So how can you do work and like listen to words? It's so automated at this point of like reports that I'm pulling that like my hands have just memorized what okay, to do. And you do like more number stuff. Like I read. Yeah. I yeah. You're not. editing. I couldn't do what you do. I really suck at English. Oh. Mary, tell us about your event that you went to out in the Rockaways. What are you going to get? Botox. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm so glad that you reminded me of this. Spoiler, I did not end up getting Botox, but it is totally fine because I ended up getting three other treatments that were totally not on my radar, but have benefited me so much already. Just a little background. I went with a friend. We had a little self-care day to Nicole Frontera Beauty in Rockaways in in Queens. Sober activity, spa days. Sober activity, (laughs) spa days for sure. I had so much fun and I went in there thinking that I was going to get Botox. And also I've been a little bit self-conscious about my side profile. That's just me. We all got to, if we want to fix stuff, we got to fix stuff. So Let's I went fix in it, baby. thinking that <laughs> <laughs> I went in thinking that I was going to get some sort of filler, but instead Nicole, she was like, she put something that was on, on my radar that wasn't even on my radar to begin with. If you look at me, I know that you guys can't see me right now, but I am a pale as fuck 
redhead, okay? I am as pale as it gets. It is midwinter. We are in the season where my skin is whiter than my teeth. Mary covers up like if the sun hits her, she's just going to immediately burn to death. Yeah, at the stake. that's that's what it's come to. And so like I take very good care of my skin. But also because I am so white, I am also kind of pink. And I can just be sitting down and doing nothing. Like right now, my face is a little bit pink. A little rosy. I'm just, I don't have rosacea, but I'm just a pink person. So that's one of the first things that Nicole said to me. She's like, you're pink. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Yep. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to fix that. Love it. So I did this laser treatment called Aerolace. And it just felt like, a warm heating pad or like a heat lamp close to my face. Okay. No downtime whatsoever. Were you wearing it, like tanning goggles? Yeah, I was wearing the tanning goggles and it took like 10 minutes and it was just this little laser that they took all over my face and it significantly reduces redness. And Did it, it hurt? Didn't hurt at all. It felt like very nice and refreshing. Refreshing in like a warm way mm. on my face. Because we've had, we both have done some laser hair removal. Not like that at all. And I also got a tattoo removed uh, and that was painful. Yeah, no, I would consider that this would be similar to like putting a heating pad on like your cramps or something. Oh, okay. But like on your face. Yeah. And nice. I saw an immediate difference. In fact, the next day I went to my spin class and if you can imagine how I can be sitting and absolutely be tomato faced, you can only imagine what my face would be like after a spin class. But it was like a miracle because my face was normal. It was slightly pink, but it wasn't tomato red. And now I can like go throughout life worry, not worrying about running up the subway, being out of breath, having my makeup. Do you need to get more treatments like every? No, no never Once again. a year they well, oh, okay. recommended. Oh, that's like, not bad. It's that was just one thing that wasn't even on my radar. And lasers are powerful in the right hands. Yeah. Agreed. So that was one treatment that I did. This other one that like addressed my double chinish, thanks genetics. That's just the honkest side of the family. Honkest. They, <laughs> they have fat chins. No offense to my family if you're listening. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of get rid of that. And so I tried another laser called Sculpture. And oh, okay. Yeah, I have heard of that one. I had like a headset on and it was like the nozzle of a kind of reminded me of a vacuum nozzle Mm -hmm. and I just held it up to my chin for 25 minutes and that was also a hot laser that was like melting the fat under my chin away okay they don't put any numbing on you or anything no numbing and it like it was hot don't get me wrong but they said that they like put it up to one of the higher ones and it didn't it wasn't uncomfortably hot okay like it didn't feel like my skin was burning okay and after that I had to kind of like give myself a little lymphatic drainage massage for a week and I'm supposed to go back for another one but it's supposed to completely change your side profile after like two sessions and I've already seen a little bit of a difference I feel like I have a kind of a jawline now but now I can talk about the Kegel. Yeah, exercise. let's get let's, this is all what we want to talk about. I visualized the TikTok that Lillian Reinhardt reposted of this girl straddling the Kegel machine. Is this what you did? Yes, exactly. It like was you're like, on your knees straddling it. No, I was like sitting. It was like a big round chair and I had to like straddle it and like put my vagina on the vibrational part very specifically. I was fully clothed, by the way. I, I just, need to show you this video because it's like this big cylinder that's just going and going around. Okay, and, it wasn't like that. Oh, okay. I was literally on a legit seat and just had to like feel for the vibrations and had to adjust myself so that it was kind of going into my vagina. But like not physically, but like the vibrations. Did it hurt? No, it like... Tickled? It tickled. Tickled. Yeah, mm. it tickled. And I sat I don't know there. if I'm going to try that one. It, <laughs> it didn't feel like a vibrator or anything. It just... Okay. It's like I kind of felt like there was a marching band up there <laughs> to 
be honest. And apparently it's equivalent to doing 10,000 Kegels in 25 minutes. And your girl has not had any action since September. Maybe after birth, I'll think about that. Yeah, it's great for people after birth. I was not the target demo, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try this. Yeah, so I do love how we're so open and talking about doing certain things, getting things adjusted. And I think our generation really has open that door to not have shame about talking about Botox or lip fillers. And I know depending on who I'm talking to, people will say, are your lips real? I'm like, no, but I went to, you know, I went to Tina and I love that. And, and, you know, they look really natural and great. And then now they've toned down a little bit. And I had a coworker the other day talk about it. And she came to me and one of the bartenders was like, wait, what? You got Botox? I'm like, oh yeah, and lip filler and cheek filler. And he's like, I wouldn't know. I'm like, yeah, because it's all about tastefully getting done. And you know what? Some people do like it a little bit more over the top and that's great as well as long as you like it who cares about what anybody else is gonna say yeah as long as you're comfortable and you're totally right like I remember growing up and reading about Botox and fillers and stuff and it was always laid out in such a negative connotation and I think that our generation has really done a great job of being like no this is something that makes us feel good about ourselves and as long as like you said it's done in a tasteful way there is no harm and for the most part people can't even tell that it's done people can't even tell when they meet me that I have anything done we're going so much further beyond just like it becoming the norm like so many more people are getting introduced to it because it's becoming more accessible well even now we have friends that get Botox on for migraines like a lot of it is now for health reasons is too. Yeah, so people need to open their minds. Yeah. Also, Joe Jonas is now the face of a Botox brand. I think men should totally get Botox. I think it would really help a lot of men. Agree. I think that more men should just think about doing help things their aesthetically. Yes. Yeah. And like, I know so many guys that are like, oh, well, they haven't said this to me, but I can like telepathically understand that they're thinking this, that they're like, I don't like my hairline. Okay, then do something about it. You don't have to sit there and be Dave sad that Portnoy you're going did, and he now bald. looks fantastic. Exactly. Guys, I think more so than women, are just so afraid to do stuff. But why? It all comes back to toxic masculinity. Yeah. I hope that we're getting closer to guys being more comfortable with it. Well, I'm just going to wait a few years till Erin, my sister, she's a nurse. I'm waiting for her to get licensed to do my Botox and lip filler. And I can't wait for us to have Botox parties and bring our men in a few years and be like, oh yeah, honey, let's get rid of those, you know, under eye bag. Come on, let Erin do a little. So I don't think that this would be a good trouble episode if we didn't ask about each other's dating lives so kate the last time that we were on the show you had a date with a guy who made you dinner what's the update on that no big update i've been away the past two weekends we have been talking back and forth and whatnot but other than that i'm still just looking to meet people out yeah i'm still in the same boat too i didn't meet anyone but i did have an interesting development happen i was scrolling through tiktok one day as i do and i came across this guy from new york city and he made a tiktok about how he was going to a group date that started with a deep breathing and meditation absolutely not that sounds like my living hell what that was like i was ready for it i was like this you sounds want like to right do up that my alley. on a date what group date why not i don't maybe if it was with did he know other people there? Just the date? I don't know. 
Like, I feel like it would have to be all of our girlfriends and us bringing random dates. That I think I would do because it's funny. But if he invited me and was like, oh, yeah, me and my four buddies and their other three dates and you were going to go meditate, I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. Well, I got more info because I continued to creep on this guy. And he made multiple TikToks on it and said that there was like a tarot reader there and that it was actually really fun. So I found him on Instagram and I messaged him. And I was like, oh, my God, you didn't tell me this. (laughs) Is this what you're waiting to tell me? Yeah. You did? Good yeah. girl. I love it. <laughs> so I messaged him and I was like, hey, I found your TikTok uh, about the group date. And that like sounds really cool. I'm also off the apps, not really interested in them. And I want to get out of my comfort zone. So this sounds right up my alley. If you have any info, I'd love it. Wow. Good for you. Good job. I fucking yeah. love that. And so he answered. He was so nice. And it was actually, <sighs> I don't want to call it an app because he says that he's off the apps, but it's like a membership dating club. Wait, what club is it? It's called Amber. Oh, I haven't heard of it. I thought yeah. you were gonna say Raya. Oh no no. no. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, is that Raya. a club now? Or? Raya is an app. Raya is an app. But I looked it up, and you have to get a membership. So I like applied to become a member, and if how much they, is it to be a member? That was not disclosed in the initial sign up process. That's weird. To but. Me. I had to fill out a bunch of questionnaires. One of the questions was, how, is your, how would your friends describe you? What are your passions outside of work? What do you like to do? Hmm. Uh, marking down all of these things. And then after all that, they go through it and they decide if they want to interview you to okay, join. Okay, you also called it a dating club? Yeah. It sounds like a group orgy sex club on an app. <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> the, yeah. And also with you saying, oh, yeah, you know, they did this meditating and tarot card. That sounds like you're then going to do a lot of shrooms and it's then going to be a sex club and not a dating club. Well, I kind of want to find out either way. Please find out and please fill us in on this. I'm actually so mad you did not tell me about this interaction because <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So I an interview. Yeah, I applied last night. I don't know if I'll end up getting an interview I had to like include a photo of myself I had to give them my LinkedIn my Instagram profile okay this is my issue I I applied for an app a bit ago and you need an Instagram and I don't have an Instagram you just got to put the good trouble net one now yeah 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 I guess I could yeah Yeah. that's what you're gonna have to do but I'll see what happens with Amber I I love this I said thanks to the guy I also thought trouble it is and I also thought he was cute and I should have said I think that you're cute but like the conversation just stopped you don't you it doesn't have to stop you can totally come back Uh, yeah maybe I will maybe I'll be like haha got it maybe I'll see you around you know what shoot your shot I'm all for shooting my shot this year. We what all is just there to, to lose? There's nothing to lose. No, there's absolutely nothing to lose. And I was actually texting Allie and I was like, why the fuck am I nervous to talk to text this guy when I'm not even asking him out? I'm asking him about something that he did that's like public knowledge. I don't know. You know? Yeah. It's all about getting out of your comfort zone. I agree. And I want to do more things like that. And I'm trying really hard not to look at my phone while I'm on the train. Why? Because I need to learn how to people watch. Oh, I love people watching. And it's my favorite activity. Can you can you give me some tips on it? Because I'm good at it. Actually, I'm so good at it that my sister tells me I have a staring problem. Okay, okay. What are you, what are your top three tips for people, people watching? watching? Yeah. Like, well, first off, any outdoor cafe, summertime, busy corner, best people watching. I'm also the person. I'm walking down the street. I will make eye contact with you and smile if I think you're cute. I have no shame. What is there to lose? You're going to walk past me. But I've actually had multiple men stop me. That's some good trouble right That's there. A, yeah. What, what's the harm of smiling? 
There's none. Nothing. And it could actually make someone's day. Yeah. It makes my day when I smile at someone, they smile back at me. And it's just like a little bit of like an acknowledgement of like, hi, how are you? We're all just going through this life together. Yep. You know, it's raining. I'm walking my dog and I look at the other person on the street also dragging their dog <laughs> around and we just like give each other this look and a little head nod being like, I know what you're going through. Yep. Let's run home. Yeah. Have you ever got on a date from that situation or like gotten someone's number? Yeah. Yeah, years ago. It was years ago now. But yeah, I did smile at someone and they ended up cut, turning around and meeting me up the block. I feel like this is just going to be a recurring theme because the more we talk about it, the more likely it's going to happen. But speaking of meeting people out in the wild, I also think that this is the year of not meeting people at bars, but meeting people at dinner. Oh, I think our group chat was talking about this the other day. Yeah. But I also think we're coming to the age, not even that we're old, but we're getting older. We're geriatric. We're geriatric <laughs> in New York City dating terms, basically. But no, I mean, I think a lot of the time us girls will go out to dinner and have like a three hour dinner and then maybe go out for a nightcap now. And we have seen large groups of men doing the same thing, mm -hmm. having the same mindset. We also just have to be confident of going up and walking up to them as well. I think that meeting people out at dinner is kind of a safer bet than people at bars because they're a lot I, more sloshed at bars. They're a lot more sloshed at bars. And like the fact that you can go out to dinner, you're going to be somewhat put together, especially if we're going to a nice restaurant. Yeah, which we always are. <laughs> we are. And we're also at that age. We're not going to be running into younger guys that are at a nicer restaurant. No. I think it's more of the caliber of what we're looking for. And beyond finding guys to like, have a romantic relationship with one thing our friend group lacks is just guy friends oh, we say general. it all the time <laughs> we, you know we have great guy friends in the cape and we love them but they're not here uh, i just want straight male energy around me i don't think that well, no that's, that's the issue with men though men don't real men can't do that no if we just had us six girls be like oh you guys all want to go hang out they'd be like okay yeah so who what are we fucking yeah what love and trusts are here and we'd be like no we want fully platonic I feel like out of everyone, I would be the one to go up and say, hey, you guys look fun. We literally don't want to fuck any of you. We just want to hang out. Would you be down? Well, we said that on one of our last girl trips and I ended up in a relationship. So mm. <laughs> it's OK. You learn once. And uh, I think I think the the main theme from that is just make sure it's not someone that lives in a different state. Yeah, I do love men in different states. No, I think it's you've only dated guys from back in Boston. It's time for New York. I it's love time for New Boston York. men. I do. I'm a good, hard Boston woman. And I love yeah, I got to stop with the Boston guys. Though. Yeah, I think you'll try for something else this year. Oh, yeah. I'm if you live out of like a five block radius of me, I'm not dating you. If you're in a different uh, borough, it's essentially like you're in a different country. Oh, you're in a long distance relationship. Yeah, I think that that should be one of our priorities for this year is just finding a group of guy friends. But that's not on my list for the good trouble that we're getting into this week uh, because there's a lot going on. What are you up to? Okay, so this week I'm pretty much working between my freelance and the bar, going to a couple of Pilates classes. I have to finish tiling my floor. Have to. Have to. I also need to drill in those shelves. I'm running out of space in my apartment. I don't know where to put anything. The, pl the bedroom looks like a shit show. I need to get another dresser to put more clothes in as well. So I have some like at-home projects I want to do and make it a little more com homier. So this week's pretty a down week. I'm just looking forward to our Galentine's comedy show we're going to go to. And I think that's in two weeks. You have a really big week ahead. I do. This week, it's granted it's the last week of January. So 
I am getting a facial on uh, Friday and just kind of keeping it low key. But as soon as February comes around, uh, Shan and I are going to London, which I'm so excited about. It is for this manifesting workshop. I am completely obsessed with this book called Manifest Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. And the author is putting together a workshop on it. So on a whim, it kind of feels like my version of an eat, pray, love condensed. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. For both Shan and I, because we're such big into manifesting. I'm halfway through the book. I finally did like my vision boards. And part of it is like doing my at-home stuff to make this feel like my home. I've always been really back and forth between Boston, the Cape, and I've kind of neglected my apartment in New York. So I'm really trying to make it homey and my safe place. So that's been one of my projects. That is what I love to hear. And we'll definitely dive more into the book whenever I get back from London. Because we could talk about manifesting for literally days um so but it is such a quick trip that I'm going to London literally I fly out on a Thursday night and fly back on a Sunday so going to make the most of it and I'll have lots to tell about that trip when you hear from us next time well Mayor, I'm so excited to hear about all the manifesting you and Shan get into and also just be able I need to finish the book so we can discuss it more in depth about different things that I'm manifesting for this year I mean my car is about to shit the bed I'm very upset uh, yeah. It's a long time coming with this car. It's seen lots of memories, lots of things. Recently, this past week, actually, a mouse did create a little nest under my hood. I do park my car here in New York City because I love to go on weekend trips with the girls. And there was like some tin foil, some saran wrap, and a chewed wire. Oh, yeah. The so Lara's really on its last leg. It's on its last leg. Luckily, Block Dad came in clutch again. He was able to fix that chewed wire, but he did say, You're going to have to start putting some more work into this. And I said, absolutely not as over 200,000 miles on it so we are going to upgrade for the summer yes so in honor of uh, this trip that I have coming up and just like our whole manifesting mindset Kate is manifesting a new car um it's gonna be a jeep I'm not practical I've never been practical but I drive a two-door convertible right now that's crapping the snow so now going to a two-door jeep would be more practical out of the two honestly I think that it's the car fits you and it's the next thing that you should do. Yeah, top downs all the time. Yes, always <laughs> top down. I'm manifesting just a good year. I don't know. I'll have more to talk about this whenever we get back. I'm glad. We're, I'm going to finish the book. You can rehash and kind of give me some more pointers that you get in person and we'll do a full spiel on it. Thank you guys so much for listening this time. It means so much and it's frankly so much fun to talk to you and to you oh we love talking we love hearing feedback also from everybody that listens as well it's great to also see people from all over the country and world are also listening to episode one so excited for episode two and if you guys are into it we'd love to hear some of your good trouble to share on the next episode too so you can send us a dm at goodtrouble.nyc on instagram or on tiktok Yep. So we'll be looking out for those. Excited to read all of those Good Trouble activities. And until next time, we hope that you're staying in some Good Good trouble. Trouble.